Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and welcome to episode 61 of the Liberty Cafe. Always glad to have you here with us, whether this is your 61st episode or your very first episode. And it's always a pleasure also to be part of the Texas Scorecard Network. The, the great folks over at Texas Scorecard sponsor the Liberty Cafe, and they are at the forefront of fighting for liberty here in Texas at the local and state level and really across the whole nation. So go over to texasscorecard.com and find out what you can do to fight for liberty here in Texas. Well, today I'd like to talk to you about, well, a few things, fear, cronyism, and the high cost of energy. Believe it or not, those things all go together. And I guess I'll start off by talking about how our Texas leaders are scared. When I talk about Texas leaders, I'm talking about political leaders, leaders like Greg Abbott and to some extent, Dan Patrick and Dade Phelan and leaders in the Texas legislature, uh, leaders at the Texas Public Utility Commission, they're scared. Why are they scared? Well, it's because for the last 20 years, they have been sending billions of your dollars to their friends in big business, leading to, and all that led to one of the worst blackouts in U.S. history. And they're afraid that Texas voters are going to figure this out. And so as they deal with the, the aftermath of the winter storm to, to try to fix electricity grid, they're doing anything they can to avoid dealing with the root cause of the blackouts. Because if they do that, then we likely find out what's going on. Well, we're, we're going to find out what's going on and what the root cause here in just a minute. But before we get to that, let's look at some of the stories in the news lately about what the commissioners at the PUC are doing, Texas Public Utility Commission are doing, in response to the marching orders that they've received from the Texas Governor Abbott and the legislature during the, all these special sessions and the regular session this year, what, what they've kind of been told to do to fix the grid and how they're carrying out. Matter of fact, let's listen to one story here that is from KHOU-TV in Houston. In the aftermath of our state's deadly winter storm, Texas regulators are making reforms to the energy market. The Public Utility Commission changing the rules, including how much generators can get paid and whether they can get paid for being on standby. Our energy expert, Ed Hur, is joining us now. Ed, we want to know if these changes are going to be enough to keep the lights on during the winter, and also, what is it going to cost us, the consumers? Well, the costs have gone up already. They, they started to go up in the middle of the summer. They're probably up 25% over this time last year. What we are going to see is, is, is more money pouring into the generators to kind of get them ready and to keep them available. But it's not going to help us in time for this winter. And you know the PUC wants to do more with demand response. What does that mean? So demand response is, I'm going to make you an offer to turn off your electricity when you need it the most. This is going to be the challenge for you. How are we going to uh, uh, compensate customers who turn off their power voluntarily? Of course, during winter storm URI, that was a real problem. We could not 
there was no way. Yeah. So what are the results of all of this then? So the results at best are going to be higher prices and more volatile prices. At worst, we're going to have higher prices, volatile prices, and more blackouts. Oh, goodness. So what we get from this report, and, and you know, this guy is is really right on track. He, he doesn't go into a lot of details, but th this is TV. But really, he he does a really good job of getting across what's going on with the Texas grid, or really what's not going on, and what it's going to cost Texans. And, and basically, we learned three things from what he told us here. And let me address the first two right now. The first is that the Texas grid regulators at the PEC and everything are trying to fix a grid by throwing more money at it. And they're doing that, giving more money to generators here in Texas. Uh, there, there's a lot of ways they are doing this, and, and maybe it's not real important to go into all the details, but I, I do want to mention a couple of things. There's this thing called the operating reserve demand curve, and you don't really need to know much about that. But the main thing for about it is that the ORDC is a replacement for the market. Texas has had the most competitive electricity market in the world or did have the most competitive electricity market in the world for a couple of decades almost. And, and now they're, they're totally getting rid of that. And they're instead of market prices, they're putting in other mechanisms to, to create prices from a bureaucratic standpoint. And this ORDC is one of those things. And what it does, it just artificially shifts the demand curve to actually increase prices. Right? So they are actually coming in here and trying to increase prices under this redesign and so that so that electricity can come online sooner than it did before. Well, that, that's kind of the way they're describing it, but that's not really what the way it does. But really, they're just raising prices so generators can get more money. That, that's what they're doing. Now, it's pretty interesting they're doing that because at the same time, they've lowered the maximum price of electricity on the grid from $9,000 per megawatt hour to $5,000 per megawatt hour. And when when electricity usually trades in the neighborhood of $50 a megawatt hour, you might, well, that's a good deal. We don't want to get in that high. But the thing is, when it gets that high, it actually incentivizes generators to come in to the marketplace and provide electricity, right? Well, they're taking that market incentive away, market prices away, from the electricity market and replacing it with this ORDC. So again, they don't want the market to set prices. They want the regulators to set prices, but they want to set the prices, the regulators want to set the prices high. Another side note on this is during the winter storm last year, the price of electricity did get to $9,000 per megawatt hour. But the reason it got there was because the PUC commissioners themselves forced that on the market. The, the market price was running, you know, there was almost no extra electricity available. Demand was high. The prices got to about $3,000. And all of a sudden, the, the PUC commissioners came in and said, hey, we need, it needs to be at $9,000 because that's the way markets are supposed to work. And they raised it to that. And it sat there for like 72 hours cost us billions of dollars extra because of that. So because the PUC commissioners raised the prices too high, now they're going to come in and set a price cap 
way lower than it used to be. Again, this is all market manipulation by regulators and policymakers. And, and, it, and it's not going to work. You know, but it is going to make things more expensive. The ORDC back in 2019, which was already in place, added $3 billion to electricity prices that year that consumers are having to pay right now. And then they're, they're doing other things to, to um, bring more electricity generation online at different times. Again, but everything you're doing, this other mechanism is called ancillary services, and you don't really need to know what that is except the fact that it's electricity that comes online because of response to regulator set prices instead of market prices. Why is all this happening? Well, for one reason, none of these folks trust the market to work. Another reason is they hate high prices. They're afraid if prices go too high, everybody's going to get mad at them. And so, and they also think that people are going to be profit hungry and greedy and they're going to raise prices when they don't need to be. And so, rather than let you know, generators raise prices when they need to to get online. They're just going to raise prices for the generators. So the end result is that electricity is going to be more expensive than it was before. Now, that's the first thing they're doing. They're, they're throwing more money at generators. The second thing they're doing is they're throwing more money at industrial and commercial users, right? So these are the big, uh, big organizations like Walmart and Costco and those type, types of big retailers and then big um, industrial users like ExxonMobil or Texas Instruments who just use a lot, a lot of electricity all the time. And they're, gonna, they're setting up a program. It's called demand response where they're going to pay them, you know, companies like those anyway, not to take electricity at times of high peak uh, demand. Right. So the idea is when you have the highest res- demand on the market, you pay some people not to take electricity, and that lowers your demand and so keeps you from running out of electricity. That is all good and fine when it's worked out in a market way, and there's lots of different ways that that already happens on the market where the costs are absorbed by the, the people who are playing in the market. Usually the generators and, and the customers work that all out. But what ERCOT is doing now is they are taking those costs and away from the market and putting it into the regulatory system where they determine how much it costs, and then they're going to put it on your electricity bill. So in a nutshell, there's a lot more details to it, but in a nutshell, that's what the PUC is doing to us right now, Texans, consumers of electricity. They're taking money away from us and they're giving it to generators, multi-billion dollar corporations who make lots of money anyway, and they're giving it to big industrial and commercial users, again, multi-billion dollar corporations that don't need the money, but we're happy to take it because the regulators are going to give them to us, right? And so all that is, is going to go into our electricity bill. Matter of fact, it already has. The, the winter storm cost billions of dollars. Estimates say, say that the, the price – we paid f- that two weeks of the, the winter storm or so, a little more than a week actually, we paid about $38 billion for electricity in that week or so. That's more than we paid for electricity over the previous three years combined. Why did that happen? Well, again, largely it was because the PUC artificially raised prices up to $9,000 per megawatt hour. 
And we've already seen that in our electricity bills go up. Electricity bills today on average in Texas are up about about 14% over last February when, when the storm happened. But but more is coming on its way, right? The, the, uh, the, the legislature set up this program that, that a bunch of these entities can borrow about $6.5 billion. And because all, all those electricity costs were paid back then, but they haven't worked their way back into the rate base yet, but they're coming this way. So these companies are going to borrow $6.5 billion set up by the legislature, and then they're going to put it back into our bills. You know, groups like the Perdinalis Electrical Co-op, which is, provides me electricity, they've already improved a rate increase to pay for the winter storm. And, and across the state, this is happening, whether, whether you're getting money from a private company, from a cooperative, or from a city municipality, they're all putting this stuff into your rate base. And it's going to, I mean, for years, 10 plus years, we're going to be paying these higher cost. And even your gas bill, if you have natural gas coming in your home, that's likely going to come up more. Um, we had like a $3.4 billion losses for, for the, um, the companies that provide natural gas. They're going to be doing this too. So a lot of numbers, but the bottom line of all this is that the Texas legislature is in the business of making your electricity more expensive and they think somehow throwing money at this problem is going to solve the problem. But it's not because the problem is not that generators don't have enough money. They do, right? And to the extent where they could use some more money to make better investments, it's not going to come to in this way. It's going to be coming by dealing with the root cause, which is renewable energy, and particularly renewable energy subsidies. Those of you who have been on the podcast for a while or been to my website, excellentthought.net, know that I've spent a lot of time dealing with the issue of renewable energy. And it's not that I'm opposed to renewable energy. If you can get out there and get the wind or the sun to generate electricity, more power to you. But the problem is it, it just can't be done efficiently. Natural gas, coal, and, and nuclear, they're all much more efficient and much cheaper at per, providing electricity than either wind or solar. And so it, it has taken subsidies to get wind and solar into the market. And you know now we're at the point that wind is providing close to 30% of the electricity we get each year. Solar is still down at the bottom, uh, probably about 3 or 4%, 5%, but it's growing rapidly. And so all that has taken money. Matter of fact, since 2006, we've had about $24 billion worth of subsidies going to these wind and solar generators from the federal government, from the state government, and from the local government. This year alone, we're going to have about $1.5 billion coming into Texas or from, to, going to Texas wind and solar farms generators. About $900 million of that's going to wind generators. About $500 million is going to um, solar generators. And it's just not stopping. We're seeing more and more of that coming at the local level in particular and at the national level as well. And so what we see going on here is that these, these Texas Republicans, really, because they're in charge, they've been in charge for Texas for a long time, they're doing the exact same thing as the Biden administration is. And this is out of fear. And what they're doing is pushing us towards more dependence on unreliable energy sources by making our energy more expensive, right? Now, they would claim not to believe in the, 
in all the, 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 the big greening of America that AOC and, and other Democrats in Washington, D.C. are pushing. But they're doing the exact same thing here in Texas. And just one last example on this is, so for instance, uh, electricity prices are up, uh, like I said, about 14% here in Texas over the last year since the storm. If you look nationally at energy prices total, uh, they're up over 30% in the last year, just since the Biden administration kind of liked it up. A lot of that's going to the price of, uh, elect, uh, excuse me, the price of gasoline that has gone up, right? And so what we have is a system where Texas Republicans are mimicking national Democrats, and they're doing it because they don't want you to find out that they have really messed things up. And so they're trying to put a bandage over it rather than dealing with the real problem, which is renewable energy subsidies. They need to end those renewable energy subsidies. They're also fearful of making their friends and the big business industry mad, but they've got to. So we've got to end this corporate cronyism that we see going on, right? And if we don't take care of those two things, uh, just like the the reporter, the expert at KHOU said, we're, we're going to see higher prices, more volatile prices, and more blackouts. So let me just close up here by saying, rather than our leaders fearing the truth, what we really need to do is make them face the truth of what they've done and what they need to do to fix it. Thank you for being with us on the Liberty Cafe today. It's always a blessing to be here with you, and thank you again for our sponsor, Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe by Texas Scorecard. You can find more shows and great content at texasscorecard.com. Please consider leaving a review or rating the show on whatever podcasting platform you listen on.